podcast where we are talking about how to build, grow, and sustain a million-dollar rap shop. Um, today, joining me, as always, I have my beautiful wife, Tabitha. Yes, I'm excited. Um, and so um, we're going to kind of, you know, recap a little bit of what we did uh, last week and kind of bounce off of that, and then we're going to land on a topic um, of hiring. And I think that's something that, you know, would uh, benefit a lot of shop owners out there and you know, it's something that even for us to talk about it is really beneficial because it helps us kind of go over and keep in mind some of the things that we need to practice as well in our processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last time we talked about uh, the on the last episode, we spoke about knowing now what you know after having all these years of experience in your business, what you have if you were looking backwards, what would you have done differently? So we spoke about that. And one of the things that we touched on was hiring. So yeah. let's go into hiring today. Okay. Um, so, you know, the thing about hiring is it's, it's time consuming and it has to be done very methodical and it has to be well thought out. Um, I'll, I'll start off by saying you, you can't hire out of a place of desperation. Wow. Because yeah. you almost always pick the wrong person, right? Because you're so quick to, um, you know, jump in and, and fill a spot that you're not really thinking about all of the aspects that this this person um, may be bringing with them. You know who they are, what they're going to be doing. You know, have you thought out their job? Have you thought out their job description? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because the job description is not just important for the person that you're hiring, but it's yeah. equally as important for you. Yeah. For you to understand what is it that I need to run my business better. Yeah. Um, and you so, know, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. So, how do you know when to hire? Well, I think you know, for us, and you know, for any shop in general, whenever you have to turn away business, or you're having to schedule really, really far out in advance because you just can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good telltale sign of, okay, maybe we need to look at hiring um, either this first employee or someone else to help us, um, you know, relieve some of the, the workload off of our staff we already have now, if you do have staff, or if you're just by yourself, right. you know, when you figure out you can't do it alone and you really need some help. Um, when you're, you have jobs starting to slip through the cracks. Yeah, because you, you don't want to, you don't want your customers to start complaining. Right. Um, and if they are complaining, what do you do? It's time to hire, yeah. right? <laughs> well, yeah. And you have to kiss a lot of butt too, because you don't want to lose those customers. Because growing hurts. Sometimes you have those growing pains that are starting to happen and it's yeah. a great thing. It's, um, it's a great thing to start to have, but if you can, hit it head on from, from the beginning and you can kind of anticipate, okay, wow, our workload's really growing here or your busier seasons and start planning for that. Yeah. And you have to hire from, um, a forward position. And what I mean is once you've already, you're, you're already kind of behind the eight ball on hiring someone and you're kind of in that spot of desperation. 
it's really not a good place to be because yeah. you're not hiring for growth. You're hiring to catch up with what you've, what you're lacking and what you've missed and maybe to fill gaps that you're, that you're falling in. Mm -hmm. But what you want to do is be able to plan out who do you need? Who are you going to need three months from now, six right. months from now? And that's the person you want to hire right? because it gives you time to not only vet the right people and figure out, you know, it's, you're going to go through a lot of interviews to mm -hmm. find that right person. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take time. So, so is that when you would get your pen and paper out? Is that when you would, uh, what, what would, what would that process for you? And looking back, um, you've done that quite a number of times, uh, -huh. uh when you see a need, are you looking at the things that are, that you're missing and you're trying to fill somebody for those missing? Or are you trying to look at each department or what your, what the future departments are that yeah. you would, that, that you would need in order for your business to continue to grow at that level? Yeah. I mean, back when I first started, you know, we were definitely hiring from a place of desperation, right? Mm -hmm. Because we didn't, we didn't know what we know now mm -hmm. and you only know what you know. But now what I try to do is, is say, okay, what does the future of rap sync look like? And wow. who are, who are we going to need, you know, to fill those shoes? Who are we going to need to, to fill, you know, the vision that wow. we have for the company? So if you're, if you're too busy doing all the work, it's kind of hard to take a back seat for a second yeah. and to be the visionary. So that's where you talk about the last episode about the necessity for a little bit of rest. Yeah. You need time to plan mm -hmm. and you need brain space mm -hmm. to be able to to think clearly and to focus and to sit down and, and plan properly, you know, where you're taking your business in the, in the next year and what does that look like? Um, so that could be a morning. You could, you could shut down your office for a morning and put a sign yeah. on the door, forward your, your, your phone, the, all the calls to, um, whether you have someone else to answer the calls or yeah. to your cell phone that you're going to be returning by a certain time. And then you can work on that business plan for the new hire. Yeah. Well, I, th I think you should block out your time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've even done this with, uh, you know, some of our employees that we have now is, you know, you want, you want to take, take a, an allotted time, let's say from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., and this is your planning period. This is the hour that nobody bothers you. Mm -hmm. um, your door is locked. Your phone is off. Mm -hmm. And you let everyone know, hey, this is my planning time. Don't bother me right now. I can't take a phone call. I'll return the phone call. Right. But for the growth of your business, somebody has to do that. And right. that somebody is has you. to be you because <laughs> you are the visionary of the business. No one is going to plan your business for you. Right. No one is going to take the time. To say, you know, hey, 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 Brent, what does our next year look like and what do we need to do to prepare for that? Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, nobody else is going to think about that except for you. Mm -hmm. um, so that falls on your shoulders as an owner. That's that's something that's really um, it's really needed for your business and really super important mm -hmm. to take time to do that. So can I ask you a question? Would you think it's just as important for you to write down not only the things that you're looking for um, in the qualities or the uh, job description, as you were saying, but maybe the things that you do not want? You mean like qualities in a person that you don't want? Maybe or? qualities or, I mean, I wouldn't think it would be any kind of experience. Any experience would be good experience, correct? Um, yeah. And for the most part? 
it depends on where they came from. Yeah. You know. At this point, though, um, so go going back to the drawing board, whenever you're actually planning. So you're looking, take us, walk us through that real quick. Uh huh. For a new hire, are you also considering at that moment um, not only that you need to hire, but can you afford to hire? Yeah. So that's something that that you have to sit down and think about. Um, and I was to a point where I, I, I couldn't afford not to hire someone because customer acquisition is expensive Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of time. And so what was happening with, with me on my first hire was, um, you know, I'd worked hard. I door knocked, I called, I, you know, did what I could to get the customers that I had that got us off the ground and made us into a legit business. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to lose those customers. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that no matter what it took, I was going to have to hire somebody and just kind of bite the bullet right? and take that leap of faith and say, you know, this is it. I'm betting on me. I believe in myself. I believe in the vision I have. I believe in my company. Wow. And I believe that if I can take the trajectory that we're going now and add to it, it's only going to get better from right. there. Right. But it does have to be that, you know, the, the right person, you have Correct. to find the the right person to help you move that vision along. So for me planning, um, I like to look at, you know, like I said before, where are we, where are we going to be in a year mm-hmm. and who do we need to start finding for that position? Because, you know, finding employees, it takes a long time, mm-hmm. you know, Unless you, unless you always have continually, you know, continue to run ads of, of, you know, hiring ads like on Indeed Mm -hmm. or these other websites, Mm -hmm. you know, you typically don't have, um, prospects looking for jobs that are just knocking on your door every day. Especially if you're a a new business and you're up and starting, they might not, you're, you're doing good to just try to get your customers to know who you are and where you are. So um, let's talk and, a little, go ahead. And for, I'll say for the rap industry, you know, we, we already kind of start behind the eight ball because it's such a new industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's say you, you, you're going to hire a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Okay. At some point or an installer mm-hmm. at some point, and they have to know how to install vinyl or design a rap. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say 85% of graphic designers that I have hired or come across, they've never designed a vehicle wrap. Um, If you're lucky, you might get one from another shop. So what are they learning in design school? Um, What programs are they learning? You know, they learn the programs, but the thing is... But they don't know how to use templates? Is that what you're saying for like vehicle wraps? A lot of them... What are you finding? They don't know how to design in three-dimensional. Okay. And that's, that's tough. Um, time management is, has always been a big thing for us. Mm -hmm. You know, any, anytime I get a graphic designer that's, uh, fresh out of college or, you know, school, wherever they went to school at, you know, they don't teach time management. So time management is something that is very important to us. And if you're a wrap shop and you're doing a lot of volume, Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you can't afford for your graphic t- designer to sit on a wrap for 
two weeks designing it. Yeah. Because you're going to lose you're money. You're never going to be able to charge somebody enough money for that either. And it, to, yeah. And it just, it stops back. the workflow of the shop. And so, you know, they have to be cognizant of, of time management, but you know, I'll go back to that, that first employee, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Are you talking about when you first started? When Is I first started. Wanna... Yeah. Okay. You know, I hired the wrong person to start off with. I hired um, a helper to help mm-hmm. me hold things and install things that they had no clue how to do it. Mm-hmm. They were just, they needed a job. Mm-hmm. They were willing to come give it a try. And you were probably needing someone who's cheap. Oh, I was, so a, a cheap that's person, true, yeah. some, something that comes cheap is somebody who really doesn't know much about it. So you can teach them something, yep. but at the same time, they're not going to be asking for top dollar because they don't know anything. Yeah. So and did they really bring too much? Did they really bring a lot to the table? I mean, it was, it freed me up a little bit to do some things, but, um, in the end it ended up costing me a lot more time mm-hmm. than it, than it gave me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, I had to train this person how to install wrap, which they really, you know, they were only with me for about a year, so they never really got that far, mm-hmm. but just training someone how to properly hold the material while you're trying to pull backing paper or you're trying to line up panels. Like mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to do. Right. And the process has changed a lot too. Yeah. So the, the materials have changed because so, that's when the first materials were, were coming out and, and the materials have gotten better. Yeah. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I spent a lot of my time that I didn't have already, you know, trying to help this person learn how to do his job. Mm-hmm. When in hindsight, if I would have ordered, I mean, ordered, if I would have hired the right person, you know, I could have freed up a little bit more of my time and had more time to uh, go greet customers, to do the things that I do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person that I hired can do the things that they do well, and it can come together and work together to grow the business. Okay. So let's go there. Let's say that this is your planning zone right now. And uh, this is your 8 to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. back then. And you already failed. You, you've already realized that you hired the wrong person for the position. Mm-hmm. You realize that, okay, this person's not exactly who um, I needed. It's not the person themselves, but but what uh, their experience level and maybe the position. So now you've realized that you need a different person. Uh, what would that look like? What would you start with? What, what was it that you realized when you looked at, at your job scenario um, at your processes, what was falling through the cracks and things like that. What kind of person did you realize that you actually needed? Yeah. So that, that first person that I should have hired that I didn't would have been a receptionist. Um, and when I say receptionist, they're, they're going to do more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is a person that would maybe wear a few more hats, so to speak. Yeah. They're going to have to at the beginning because let's just say it's just, you know, me and the person that I'm going to hire. Um, so I'm going to want that person to be a receptionist slash administrative type person that can do billing, that can answer phone calls, mm-hmm. that phone can calls. return phone calls, that can maybe learn how to do some estimating from time to time whenever mm-hmm. I'm tied up and I can't get there. You know, I needed someone who, whenever a customer came in the door, they could greet them and be a buffer between myself and the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if you're an installer or designer, um, or if you're doing both, Mm -hmm. like I was doing for so long, when you're in the back in the warehouse installing, 
and then you have you know interruptions interruptions after interruptions from customers needing a price on this or you just have that one customer who just loves to stop by the shop <laughs> and you know they're nice and it's yeah. and it's great to have that but well, they can suck yeah. up your time yeah and so you know, and you, you're trying to give them the attention that you feel that they de deserve yeah. at the time that they're there. Yeah. But the truth is, is you've got to get some work done. Yeah. And so you're trying not to be rude, but you also kind of have to hint at the fact that you have a lot more work to do. Yeah, because, you know, you have to realize it's not a hobby anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a real thing. And, and it's a business. Yeah. You've got to treat it like a business. And for me, it was like, you know, I had a, a family to sustain now. So, you know, I, I have to take it serious and, you know. To have someone to buffer that that little bit of time, mm -hmm. it allows you to get so much done and to stay focused, not only what you're doing, but also to to do a good job and mm -hmm. to put out quality work. Because when you're doing it by yourself and you start to get overwhelmed, mm -hmm. the first thing that's going to fall is going to be your quality of work mm -hmm. because you, you you're running out of time. So you're rushing everything. There's only so many hours in a day right. that you can wrap a car or you can design and something's going to fall through the crack. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's always going to be the work quality. And then after that, it's going to be your customer service and your follow up because you don't have time. And then after that, you start to get resentful when people walk through the door. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, here's another customer. And, right. you know, and you start to not only hate what you're doing because you, you're, you feel like you're failing at it, mm -hmm. but potential business that's coming through the door. You don't want, you don't want it. And it's, and it, you it look, feels like a distraction. Yeah. And it turns people off. It turns customers away because they can feel that. And that's when, you know, you need to hire that, that first person. So, so it's not a matter of whether or not you can afford it's yeah. that you can't afford not to hire someone. Exactly, because you know, if you're doing this, you've you've took out that loan, you you know, you've gotten the lease on a building, you've made all these steps to get you where you're at. It's like you don't want to start dropping the ball now when you know, it's, you're starting to build a name for yourself. You're building you're you're having people come in because of who you are. And this is drumming up more business and more business. The last thing you want is to drum up all that good business and then have a bunch of negative reviews and, and yeah. references because you've worked so hard when you don't want someone saying, hey, you know, that front over there, I don't know what's going on over there at Rap Sync, but, you know, the last three times I got a job, they, they just <laughs> dropped the ball. I mean, that's what people yeah. will say. And your reputation's everything. Yes. Especially when you're first starting. So tell me a little bit more about the person that you that you realized that you needed to hire was someone who would be administrative is what you were saying, someone that's good with people, someone who um, who's able to wear a couple hats, might be doing a little bit of invoicing and, yeah. and estimates. How do you set them up for success? You have to, first of all, you have to know what their job is going to be to be able to tell them what their job is going to be. You have to. And I, I feel like, let me stop you right there. I feel like a lot of times um, you're still figuring it out too as a business owner. You and are. so, so that's why it's so important, important to have that time period for you to really reflect and see what it is that you are in need of mm -hmm. in order to write that job description so that yeah. that way when the person, the right person you see, you know that they're going to fit that bill for you. Yeah. Because when you say, when someone comes in the door and you say, okay, um, you're going to be a receptionist and in their mind, they're thinking, 
okay, I just have to answer the phones. And, you know, when somebody comes in, I say, hey, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And when you start asking them to do other things, they're not going to like that. Right. And it's going to confuse them. And then they're going to feel like, okay, you're not paying me enough. Yeah. So you have to, when, when you get that, that person on board, it's very, very crucial that you explain to them exactly what they're going to be doing Mm -hmm. and that they may have to wear, you know, a few hats during the day, Mm -hmm. but you also do have to, to keep in mind that, you know, they are helping you. And like you said, you can't afford to not have this person. So you're going to have to make sure they're compensated, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for what they are doing. So you have to think about beforehand, how much are you willing to pay this person Mm -hmm. and what exactly are they going to be doing? Because for me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be looking for somebody that can answer phones, greet clients. Um, they need to be outgoing. They need to be likable. Um, they need to be patient. Mm -hmm. They need to have some knowledge about what you're selling and about what a wrap is and, you know, makes and models of different vehicles because that's what they're going to be dealing with day in and day out, whether you're doing tent PPF or, you know, vehicle wrap. So they're going to need to know, does a truck have a long bed or a short bed? Mm-hmm. Is it a crew cab or is it a quad cab? Right. Is it a so single cab? So you're not going to just hire them and throw them up front and then just say, okay, answer the phones, do these invoices. Yeah. Because when the person calls, guess what? The customer wants to know yeah. they they want to estimate because sometimes they're calling around other wrap shops at the same time. And it's important for them to know what they're basing your pricing off of because yeah. uh, somebody down the road might quote them, you know, let's just say $1,500 and you realize that that can't be right for what it is that they're, that they're conveying that they're going to be doing. And then yeah. you can ask them, it does that, you know, what, what vehicle is this? Does it include the hood, the, the, you know, help me out there. You're not helping me. <laughs> the hood, the roof. I mean, there's so many, you know. There's so many components to it. Does the wrap have plastic bumpers or are they painted bumpers that we're going to have to wrap? You know, right. these are things that that they're going to have to know. So what I did with our receptionist okay. is I have, it's almost like a questionnaire. When someone calls in, there's a list of questions. What's the year, make, and model? What color is the vehicle? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a color change wrap, what color do you want the car to be? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want door jams wrapped? Okay. Um, you know, there's so many variables. And you as the owner, as the person that's been doing this by yourself, like you're going to know what to ask. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, if you've been doing it for a while, it's going to come natural. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what to ask, then, you know, I'd suggest start researching and figure out what it is you need to ask. But you know, there's so many variables. So we've, we've printed all that out. So, so do you use a certain software? Is there a software that you use currently um, that helps with some of the pricing? No, we use the, estimating? we use the bad wrap, um, templates and they have a, a little price estimator as far as like, it gives you square footage of panels. Um, we'll use that sometimes. Um, but other than that, there's really not much that exists other than, um, you know, just, looking up the vehicle if we have a template of it already mm-hmm. or if it's something we've already done. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, that's that's what we use. We use the Bad Wrap um, template program. Okay. So now you've realized you've, you, you've, you're, you've already hired that first person. Um, maybe it's your second person. Maybe you already hired the helper and then you realize that you could still afford to, to have someone who's, who's a receptionist slash administrative. What does that allow you as a business owner to be able to do and focus on? 
Um, it, you know, it allows you to, to free up some of your time to be the visionary. You're able to think about what you want the business to look like down the road. Mm -hmm. You're also able, oh my gosh, this is huge because this is something that always happened to us mm -hmm. when we were in that very infancy stage is you would, you would be printing a job and then all of a sudden you're like, I ran out of material because you haven't, <laughs> you haven't had the chance to slow down and think about, do I need to, you know, um, order more material? Yeah. What do I need? And, and just, to be truthful at, in that beginning stage, you're doing everything you can to keep dollars in the bank account. And so you're not going and buying a bunch of extra material because you're, you're just trying to keep your business. Afloat. Yeah. Because you know, most, most wrap shops, you know, are going to have a vendor that's, you know, a day or two day ship away. Mm -hmm. Us, we were lucky to have one right down the street from us. Mm -hmm. So in those times, you know, I would have to stop what I was doing, run to the supply house, get the material or the ink or whatever it was. And, you know, it's funny now when other shops will call, you know, that are, that are around us and they'll say, Hey, do you have this ink or do you have this material? We ran out. It just, man, it makes me think of those days. It, yeah, and, and it makes me, it makes me kind of, you know, thankful that I'm not in that situation anymore, and that we've kind of grown a little bit past, you know, just the desperation of of hurry, hurry, hurry. We gotta, we gotta, you know, get this job out the door, and then you've got the next person waiting, and the whole day is just like a a tornado. So like one a whirlwind. thing that we found that helped us for anybody that's out there is we found that it would be good for us to keep an extra set of inks, an extra set of, um, well at that time, because we didn't have a lot of extra yeah. like money, you know, yeah. on hand. So we found that it would be best for us to keep extra inks on hand and extra wrap material. The, the materials that we use the most frequently, um, because of the, like you said, some of that we could get when every one to two days, but also considering who your customer is, if you have a customer that tends to always drop in some last minute jobs for you, just keeping some material around for them to, for their particular um, yeah. vehicles or signs or whatever it is that they're having yeah. um, would really help you and be advantageous for the person who's listening, who maybe keeps running into that same boat. Yeah. And I was, I was resistant to that because, you know, for, for me, I'm looking at the bank account and I'm like, man, I, I don't want to just spend money for this material just to have an extra set that's just going to sit, sit there, there. <laughs> but you know it's definitely the right but thing to do but it saves you and it saves you it, stress it saves you so much um and now i think we keep multiple multiple sets mm -hmm. of extra of everything mm -hmm. not only because we can afford to now but we know that it's necessary because well, it's kind of like hiring like you mentioned you can't afford not to yeah because the thing is if you're booked out 2 weeks you know, whatever you order extra, you're going to use mm -hmm. because most of us use the same material to wrap. We use, you know, the 3Ms or the Avery's or whatever material you use, just stay consistent with it and just keep that on hand. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it'll work out. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's something that was huge for me that I would always forget about mm -hmm. whenever I first started up and you're just... You feel stupid because you're like, oh, I got jobs, but I have no material. <laughs> and then you have to either hope the supply place has it or you have to call one of your competitors and beg them, you know, and that's like, 
you don't want to have to do that. That's that hurts your ego a little bit when you. <laughs> yeah, because it just seems like it's it, at some point it seems unprofessional when it happens over and over. There's a time that it happens and and it's just ugh, you know it happens. Yeah. But, but over and over it starts to look like man they, that shop down the road they need to get it together. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's someone. So having someone who maybe can check behind you would be great too. That can just kind of be your your right hand person. That well, that first person they're going to be your right hand person regardless of what they do because. It's just you and them in the business. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. You need someone who's going to. They're look. relying on you for a job and you're relying on them to keep you straight and to, you know, be that buffer like I was talking about mm-hmm. between you and the customer and, you know, allow you to to be able to plan properly mm-hmm. so you can make sure you have material on hand. Make sure you have good inventory. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're doing it. You're checking it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who doesn't mind phone follow-ups. Yeah. Calling, checking. Um, following up with estimates that maybe haven't uh, someone hasn't approved yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk. So we talked a little bit about the administrative person that you would be hiring. What about some of the other positions within the shop now that you've hired that first person and and going forward? Yeah. So I think the main positions that you're going to need when you're starting up a a wrap business, um, if you're doing printing um, versus Color change and printing, they're a little different, but if you're a wrap shop, you're probably going to do both. You know, um, It's probably either going to be 50-50, or you might be a little heavy on the color change side, or you might be a little heavy on the print side, um, like we are. You know, We don't do that many color changes um, just because that's the market that we're, we're not in that, that heavily, mm-hmm. but we do do them time, from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You're definitely going to need a graphic designer mm-hmm. if you don't do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said in in the previous episode, you want to hire, you know, that person that you're not. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if for you know the different positions that you're talking about before we get into those different positions that you're going to be hiring, tell me a little bit about. You were talking about some. You mentioned to me some information that helped you um, about the personality profiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing that's really that's helped me is the disc profile um, system. And then where did you find that? I mean, you can find it. I, I think a book is where I first heard about it. I can't remember the exact book. And that's disc D I S K no, or D I S C D I S C. All right. You know what that is. I, mean, <laughs> I <course>. do. <laughs> hey, but listen, listen, when I listen to different things, uh, YouTube videos and, and stuff like that, sometimes like I was listening to a doctor earlier and the doctor is just spouting off some of these acronyms and I have no clue what this acronym mm-hmm. means. And I'm just waiting for the moment when they spell it out for me. So yeah. I would know what it is. So I just like to take it back and just, assume sometimes that some of the people they mostly know what you're talking about but there are some people who this is new to them they've been in their garages as a hobby and they turned it into a business and they're having success and they want to grow that business they have um that personality that driven personality so let's talk about those personality types that you um, found more information on so what what it is the disc profiling system is it basically takes your it, it it's a test mm-hmm. and it tells you kind of who you are as a person. It tells you a little bit about your character and what you are maybe good at mm-hmm. or what type of personality you have. If you're introverted or a little extroverted or whatever. And this is a series of questions that it just asks yeah. you over and over. And- yeah. It's probably, I don't know, 50 questions. Mm-hmm. Depends on where you get it from. Um, the one I use a lot is uh, from Tony Robbins.com. Um, he has a really good one. It's free. Um, you can pay more if you if you pay more. They'll give you like a really detailed 
analysis of mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. And and I know there's one that I had mentioned. Uh, we, you know, we and I, you and I have had different conversations about things like this. But um, I used the Strength Finders one when I was working in the corporate world. That's a book. It's a yes. It's it's called Strength Finders. It's a white book with red letters. And there was um like I think a 2.0. There was different versions mm-hmm. of it. Um, but when you purchase the book, in the back of it, there was uh. An, if it's still the same, it's been a while since I took that particular test and everything with technology keeps changing, but there was a code and you'd enter that code in. And then that test was just for you. And so it gave you a printed out result that you, where you could print it out, Mm -hmm. um, about all the strengths that you naturally have and some of your weaknesses. And, um, the, the, point of that book was actually to focus on your strengths so you could be stronger at your strengths versus trying to improve your weaknesses because um i think this is what you're going to leeway back into right now or segue back into yeah because you want to hire the person that's good at what you're not good at right or the person that will do the things that you don't like to do Mm -hmm. because the last thing you want to do is okay let's say you you left a job you left a nine to five job because you wanted to be an entrepreneur because you enjoy the rap business and you enjoy either designing or wrapping cars. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But what happens is you end up having to do all these other things mm-hmm. like bookkeeping, taxes, um, answering phone calls, doing sales, mm-hmm. you know, research about different materials or you know, different aspects of business, mm-hmm. growing, sustaining and building. Your yeah. Business. And it's, and so what happens is you end up doing all this stuff that you don't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And now that dream that you had to have a wrap business doesn't look so shiny anymore because you're not really doing what you love to do. Most of the time mm-hmm. you're, you're doing what you love to do a little bit of time. And then you're spending a lot more time having Trying to, to learn, learn how to how to do the things that you don't do well so you don't really care to do either yeah so i always i always say hire the person that's good at what you're not good at Mm -hmm. you know and it's okay if somebody's smarter than you are yeah that's That's, that's who i want working for me i want somebody that challenges my thinking Mm -hmm. and i want somebody that you know comes up with great ideas on their own Mm -hmm. somebody that takes initiative to you know just to be smart about things Mm -hmm. and and you know, because you're growing a business. Yeah. So you want someone who bring, you want a person that's going to bring something to the table that you don't already have. Yeah. Because what happens is they make you look better in front of your customers. (laughs) You know, if you hire, if you surround yourself with a bunch of smart employees who are well at what they're very good at doing what they do, Mm -hmm. it makes you look smart, not only because you hired them, but because, you know, they automatically assume that you must know this stuff too. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's just better all the way around. Um, so now you re- so you would take you would recommend that business owners take the test themselves, or if yeah. they haven't already, so they would figure out what their strengths are. They probably have an idea, but because we know that typically um, a, a person who's an entrepreneur, they're typically a driven person. Yeah. So in the DISC profile, there's different types of personality, and the D stands for dominant or driver. Okay. The I stands for for influencer. Um, the S stands for stud- steady, and then the C stands for compliance. Mm-hmm. And basically, the driver or the dominant person, that's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, the influencer is like an outgoing person. Um, I would say they're probably good in sales. They're, they're good at being persuasive. The steady person is the person who 
is steady. You know, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, they're the ones who, who are going to be really patient. They're going to be very even keel. Mm -hmm. They're not very dramatic. They're not very easily moving from their, their state. Um, and compliance. This is the person who is, I think a good, a good, um, example for a compliance is like, okay, say if you're in the military mm -hmm. and you always have to follow orders, mm -hmm. it's like some people were very good at following orders mm -hmm. and doing what they're told. Mm -hmm. Some people are not that good at it yeah. and, and they're very resistant to authority. <laughs> so the compliance person is someone who is able to follow orders, follow processes mm -hmm. and, you know, and accept not, it and accept it mm -hmm. They They know that's their role in the team and they're just happy with it. They're happy they're to happy follow to along. Okay. Yeah. And so, and I think that what's important and um, to mention is that there's n that you're building a team. Yeah. And so in building a team, the people who have, there's, you're always going to have people who have different strengths and different weaknesses. And so when you're building this team, you're wanting to build a team that's strong. And so well-rounded. Right. Yeah. Right? You, there's no one that's more important than, there's no position that's more important than another either. Yeah. Because without, without one person on the team, then the whole team fails, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the way it should be. You should have uh, a team that is very cohesive and a team that can work well together. And a way that you can assess this is to do the disc profiling. And, you know, that's something that we have done and it's so, it's so easy. You can just go on, they can take the test and then you get the results and then it helps them grow as a person as well, mm -hmm. because now they may understand, okay, well, this explains why I am this way or why right. I do things this way. But it's it also – eye opener. And it tells you who you work well with. Mm -hmm. And that will open their eyes too because, oh, yeah, oh, this makes sense why I work well with this person and not this person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I just go through the roles in the shop, you know, in the basic startup wrap shop that's maybe five years old, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have an installer. This person to me typically is the D mm -hmm. It's going to be the dominant. It's going to be the driver. Installers have big egos most <laughs> of the time and they're very competitive. This, this dominant person, this driver, they're going to be competitive. Um, they're going to be um, a leader mm -hmm. and they're going to be driven. Like they're, they're, they have a natural drive about them that allows them to, complete what they're doing and do it well. Um, so if, if I'm looking for an installer, I'm looking for someone that's a D, mm -hmm. but I'm also looking for an installer. that's a little bit more detailed focused. Mm -hmm. So maybe somebody in that, that steady, um, range as well, the S because mm -hmm. they need to have patience when they're installing a wrap and right. they're trying to figure out a solution or, you know, they're, having to work with other installers to figure all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, I'm going to go with that. And then you have a, a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. um, this person is going to need to be steady and they're going to need to be compliant. Mm -hmm. Some of them may even be in the outgoing range a little bit, but I'd say 90% of the time, graphic designers are very introverted. Introverted. They're, they're quiet. Um, all the ones that I've come across anyways, you know, <laughs> maybe they just fit well on your team. <laughs> they're usually the gamers, you yeah. know, and so they need to be able to relay information from your client mm -hmm. 
to the screen mm-hmm. to a wrap. And so they're going to have to they're going to have to be patient. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to be compliant. They're going to have to be understanding. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to deal with clients. And they're going to have to be a listener because they've got to understand what is it that the your customer yeah, your have client to is looking for. Mm-hmm. They got to interpret what's in somebody's brain and not and, be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Because if they don't understand what their goal is, it doesn't, you know, they're not going to, it's going to take them so many op, uh, time after time trying to just do artwork and they're just going to be spinning their wheels. Yeah. So someone who's going to ask some good questions. So if I'm looking for a graphic designer, I'm looking for someone that's in the S or the C, mm-hmm. you know, type um, range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they are, they're going to have to be good with time management and they're going to also have to be able to deal with customers. So they're going to have to be pretty well-rounded if, if not, they're going to have to have a good team around them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what I found is that someone who lacks in one area, if you build your team well enough around mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. your team will lift that person up mm-hmm. and you can change that person. You can, wow. you can change, not them as a person, but you can, you can take the environment that they're in and it'll, it'll become a place of encouragement mm-hmm. and they'll be safe they'll feel safe to maybe share who they really are mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of come out of their shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you build a well-rounded team, then your team will do that. And you don't, it, it kind of takes the work off of you as, you know, as to have to, to break this person out of their shell if they're a little bit shy or, you know, if they're, if they have trouble dealing with one aspect of the job, but maybe they're very well at another aspect, mm-hmm. you know, that's something your team can, can help bring out of them. So if you're doing an interview, um, what's some questions that you would ask? Uh, for a graphic designer? For any of the positions. What, what's something um, that you found to be a great question for you to ask people to um, kind of get an idea uh, whether or yeah. not they're going to work well? One, one, Rapsy? one thing I always ask um, my interviewees is if they've ever been on a sports team, if they've played sports. Um, to me, that's very important. Because uh, an athlete is, they're very competitive. Mm-hmm. They know how to work well with a team. Mm-hmm. They know how to take a loss and they know how to win. And they know how to celebrate a win without um, too much gloat, you know? <laughs> Some of them do. You know, so this, a, a person that's athletic, that's played sports their whole life, to me, I think they're the most well rounded people. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've they've dealt with a lot of that stuff early on, mm-hmm. you know. They've dealt with loss. They've dealt with failure. Mm-hmm. They've dealt with competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, different if, personality types. Yeah, I mean, with other different personalities. If you're on a sports team, you're working with you know 20 plus people, and they're all different. Mm-hmm. So it it allows you to adapt to different personalities mm-hmm. and have to work well with those people mm-hmm, with the same goal and agenda. Yeah. Because you all have the same, the same vision. You're all going the same way and you have to get your employees to go the same way. Mm-hmm. I heard someone say that, you know, managing employees is like trying to get butterflies to fly all in the same way at the same <laughs> speed. And that can be tough to do. So you have to pick that person carefully. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, that's the one question I always ask is, did you play sports growing up? You know, what did you play? Just, you know, make it conversational. Well, it also helps. Not like you're prodding them, but, you know, you 
it, it makes them think, okay, this person cares about me and, and what I did when I was younger or, mm-hmm. you know, Your what I'm, are. what I'm interested in. Ask and you them, are, it does help you to kind of yeah. have the person break out of their shell a little bit. Ask them what themselves. their hobbies are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great thing too. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do outside of work? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's just, that's a couple of questions that I think are super important to ask mm-hmm. in an interview. Great. Great. Well, um, thanks so much for sharing all that information about yeah, yeah. the disc profiles and the questions well, about hiring. I want to hit on production. Okay. Um, that's the one I didn't talk about yet. Oops. Sorry. So that one. you're going to have to, to hire a production person as well. This person is very important. Okay. When you say production, you're meaning the person who's getting all the jobs put together. What do you mean? Um, yes. Yeah, so the, the production person is the person who is, is the between person between the, the graphic designer and the installer. Okay. Okay. Because after the designer designs his wrap and does what he does, Mm -hmm. it has to be printed. It has to be cut down. It has to be trimmed. It has to be weeded. Mm -hmm. It has to be masked. You know, there's so many things and that's what this production person is going to do. Okay. So this person's going to have to be a C. Okay. They're going to have to be very compliant and they're going to be have to they're going to have to be able to follow processes and execute them you know very well mm-hmm. because they they're going to wear a lot of hats. Um our production, you know, they unload and load the printers. Mm-hmm. They keep up with inventory from time to time. They laminate. Mm-hmm. They trim tape down. up. They weed vinyl. They trim panels. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a lot. Mm-hmm. And so they're like that in-between person between the design phase and the install phase. This is a person that has to be very focused, very regimented. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very routine, Mm -hmm. very, very compliant, very, um, it's almost like a factory job Mm -hmm. if you're a production person, because you're doing a lot of the same things day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So yes, it may be a a different job, but I mean, a panel is a panel. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of a lot of monotonous work, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to have somebody that's good with that, mm-hmm. that not only doesn't mind doing that stuff, but is good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of competes with themselves to do a better job each day. Yeah, and you know, that can be a wide range of of people because they're going to have to wear a lot of hats mm-hmm. during the day. And you know, I they're one of the most production. They're the one of the most important. Um, aspects of a team in a rap shop to me because they can make or break um a day very quickly well if they don't have if they if they forgot to label something or pack something if you're doing an an out-of-town installation or off job site yeah they can also ball up a print in the laminator really (laughs) quick and you know and that can slow down that can slow down production Mm -hmm. if you've got installers waiting on a print and then your production guy is, you and know, it slows down your designer because your designer has is sending everything to the printer, and they already have the day's work printing. Mm-hmm. So now they've got to find time to slide that. Yeah, print so in there. production is is super important. Um, so this person to me is going to be a C. They're going to have to be compliant because they're going to have to be able to follow orders and processes and be able to execute them very well. Um, you know, the last thing that I kind of want to hit on here mm-hmm. is, and and we'll. I feel like we'll probably have an entire episode Mm -hmm. or maybe half of an episode about what, about what to do when people leave. Oh, you know, we've talked about hiring. Mm -hmm. What do you do when they leave? And this is something that, you know, we all have to deal with. And if you're a small shop, it can be devastating, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a key person Mm -hmm. or key people. Mm -hmm. 
because things happen mm -hmm. and people are very people. transient nowadays. Yeah. You know, back, back in the day, you know, when, when my dad was doing his shop and, you know, I'd say eighties, nineties, you know, around that time that, that whole boomer generation there, they were very much so about staying in a job for 20, 30, 40 years and collecting retirement after it. And they were fine. Now people are very transient and they're very in and out and it takes a lot to keep them um, interested now. Mm -hmm. So culture is super important. Mm -hmm. Culture is, is the heartbeat of the business. And You're it's, talking about culture within the business. The, yes. Mm -hmm. The culture within the business will make or break your business. So is that what's coming up on the next episode? Uh, yeah, maybe All that right. might be a good topic. Yeah. Um, but you know, when someone leaves you, it's not the end of the world. Okay. Typically it's going to be for the better because I believe that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I believe in a higher power. And I believe that, that God is always kind of directing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time someone's left me, it's always been for the better after that. We've always grown, mm -hmm. you know, and it does hurt whenever Initially. they leave mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're like me, you, you care for your employees and personally, you're very attached to them mm -hmm. because you're with them every day, mm -hmm. day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And as a business owner, whenever they leave, you tend to take it personal mm -hmm. and you have to be able to separate those, those emotions. Right. Um, you have to learn that, you know, what someone does at work or with your business or to your business is not necessarily um, against you or against you personally mm -hmm. or or anything like that. So, you know, when people leave, they're going to leave. Mm -hmm. You can't keep them forever. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that you not taking it personal mm -hmm. and that you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you remember your hiring processes and then you get to do it again. Yeah. But this time you're stronger. You know a little bit more. Right. And you have a good, luckily you've built a good culture around your place and, and you have ones that'll pick up the slack and, and you'll be able to jump right back in and not miss a beat. Mm -hmm. But, um, so it's important for the person, if you're hiring, it's important for you, for a person to take time for a business owner or manager to take time out of their day and to make a plan find write out whom it is that they're looking for, what position that they're looking for, hiring, taking their time to hire the right person, make sure that they're not hiring someone out of, of fear of not having someone or rushing so that you don't make the wrong mistake because that's costly. It costs you time. It costs you money. Yeah. Um, you don't want to hire out of desperation. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying, so, so now that we know, um, and then you mentioned some questions uh, to ask that are very helpful. And we talked about, um, the disc profiles today. So we've gone over a lot of really great information. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think company culture is a great episode to have. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll hit on that next. Let's do it. And, um, I just want to thank everybody for listening today. Yes. We're going to wrap it up today. Yes. And, um, thank you listen, guys for listening. Don't be afraid to hire that first person. Um, you can do it. You, you can't afford not to hire that person because mm -hmm. they're going to only build your business right? and they're going to help you grow. And that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Stay tuned. This is, this is, this is the Million Dollar Dollar.